1: the Poor Hitter Podcast. It's your boy, Rob D.C.S. The, the Dead Poor Hitter. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. This is Tuesday, April 27th. Podcast will be a main event, Fab Rundown, again with Mr. Todd Whitestone, who works for the SPStreamer.com family. Again, run over there, read some great content on SPStreamer.com. Free to read the articles if you want to join the Discord. It's 15 bucks and a bunch of... Uh, Real smart dudes talking fantasy baseball. Um, that being said, yeah, we get into the play trends again for um, the week ending April twenty fifth for the NFC main event, Fab Forty Three leagues, fifteen man team um, leagues. Yeah, it's um not not a good start for me in two leagues, but uh, long season, I'm gonna try to grind it out as much as I can. Um, some early mistakes that are just lingering in my brain, but gotta move past it, and gotta keep trying to get better. So, hope everyone got off to a great start in that leagues, and if not, you know, just a reminder that when you're making these fab decisions, that um, outside of some team context and some some dramatic increase in playing time, um, a lot of your decisions should still be rooted in how you... Valued the players coming into the season. Um, Again, uh, given a couple of specific circumstances where you could definitely bump players up for valid reasons, but, um, you know, if you're not playing in the NPC league, you know, again, given the league size, you just, um, guys like Tommy Pham, I know you guys are just trying to rush to drop guys like that, but just look underneath the hood see what's going on with these guys. Sometimes it's, couple of little things that have to normalize and boom it's back to normal Tommy Fav- case, he does just have a similar Tommy Fab profile underneath the hood just uh hasn't fallen into place for him yet but <clears throat> just want to say that you know I had a couple of questions regarding Fab during the weekend you know you don't want to be dropping Kent and Maeda um guys like that you know hold um, obviously in the main event league you're not going to have moves like that being made but um, if you guys don't play in the main event and you're thinking about moves like that don't do it Um, yeah baseball is awesome isn't it I mean we've gotten off to a solid start of the year Uh, the Padre Dodger series was just you know off the hook Um, just really awesome baseball being played between those two teams and uh, the whole Tatis Bauer thing was great to see you know you gotta love it we both have obvious respect for each other when you can you know uh mock each other and uh in the highest form of competition and still be able to kick it back to each other so i thought that was cool i think baseball needs some more of that showmanship gamesmanship um you know it's uh it adds a little flair it shows personality you know rest one thing like you know you don't want to cap personality you don't want to let these players just be so limited in their responses and their emotions, you know, just uh, let them be, you know, and I think that can follow into, I like uh, how big this sport can grow, you know, I think that's an ultimate goal, and I think that's part of the way to get there, not the only way, but it would help for sure, um, so again, we'll get into this main event that, break down a couple of things for the podcast this week. Uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Wednesday, April 28th, I will be having Fred Zinke of Yahoo um, and Roto-i Podcast on the podcast talking about trades. And um, Fred Zinke is known as a master trade trademan in uh, the fantasy baseball circles. Uh, he had an article that I read on Baseball several years ago when he was writing for them, and it was a three part series on how to trade, and it was just fascinating because the nuances and the detailing in his steps to making successful moves was just awesome, and I can't wait to uh, talk to him about that. So that's going to be more of an evergreen kind of episode where, um, like, back to the um, drafting, uh, pre preseason draft uh, style podcast where we're discussing strategies and in-season moves and um, what to look out for when we're picking up guys off the wire in terms of batting and pitching as well as um, how to um, adjust for maybe lack of specific tally in a category and whether you should be targeting those things now or waiting. So that's tomorrow. will be talking to Fred and releasing that Probably tomorrow night, so I'm excited for that. And on Thursday, I'll be talking with uh Drew Morris and George Montanet. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. We're gonna probably get into some TG FBI talk, and we have a battle of the podcast league. Uh, Tru- Drew has the Common Sense Fantasy Baseball podcast, and George is part of the um Ranks, and um, he also podcasts with Mike Curlin on Bases Loaded, and he works for nfbcedge.com now as well so um a lot of baseball knowledge there we play in the battle of the podcast league and um so we're gonna get into a little bit of that how we're doing in standings in tgfbi and then i will do my thursday night friday morning lineup tip for the weekend for the friday through sunday got some good responses on that and as I continue to do it, I'll continue to add more things that I think are certainly viable to look for while you're setting your lineups for Friday through Sunday. Um, and yeah, again, you're going to keep going with getting guests on the pod, talking about you know, how we're attacking in-season moves, um, flavor of the week, flavors of the day, all that fun stuff, and whatever else we can come up with here. So I hope you guys keep listening. I hope you guys keep enjoying and uh, can provide some actionable fantasy baseball advice for everyone uh again thank you for listening to the podcast always truly grateful um for all the downloads and all the listens uh every single person who's listening and has an ear to this podcast um you guys all guys and girls all mean a lot to me so um again thank you um and yeah so here we go main event fab recap all righty, folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter podcast. I am here once again joined by Mr. Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com. Todd, how are you tonight? Fine, Rob. How's it going with you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, just had an pre, uh, awesome pre-podcast talk, you know, um, a lot of stuff happening um, right now. Um, oh, man, Todd, it's, uh, I don't know about you, but do you feel like these podcasts that are coming up way too quick upon each other?
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like you, you, you're you done with fab and then you're, you got to start thinking about next week already. And, you know, it's kind of fun in a way, but it certainly is a grind. You got to keep after it.
1: Right, absolutely it's a total grind. And yeah, it's one thing I noticed, I think, you know, like Friday, Saturday, I'm just trying to get into that rhythm of, of finding a good, you know, routine of, uh, um, you know, fixing my mind up for the following week. Trying right. to see what I you know need, or and, and then just span span the league because I I felt like a lot of times, and I think that's one of the best tips I've learned. Um, I think Scott Jensen always talks about setting your lineup first right. because um, I felt like I was spending maybe time where I didn't need to, and just to be more efficient in cutting out because obviously we want to know about all the free agents available, but. Sure. If you're playing a lot of league, and you want to trim that a little bit. You know, it's it's important to have a a quicker process, um, a more efficient process. And I felt like that helped me out the last couple of weeks where I set my lineup first, nice and early in the week. And obviously, news is gonna you know change that around, but at least I'm not doing that um all at once and just yeah. trying to break up my yeah. days. You know, do so you have like a little routine that you do oh, with yeah.
0: that? Yeah. I have my own approach. I what I do, Rob, is I um. If I know, let's say, I need an outfielder in a certain league, um, you know, I take special care to go through the outfielders that are available in that particular league. Um, and then the other thing I do is, I don't worry so much about the bid amounts till the very end of the week. I uh, I just worry about who I'm dropping and uh, what the order of priority is for the particular bids. So I just put them all in at one dollar. And I try to get the order right. I keep changing that, of course. And then uh, towards the end of the week, when I have a best sense of the free agent pool, I uh, I start to put in the numbers that I want to bid. Uh, but I I I'd rather limit, you know, what I'm thinking about, and and I don't need to worry about that early in the week.
1: Right. Absolutely. Great point. Um, I feel like it's really important, if especially, like I said, if you play in a lot of leagues where um, you know, you just want to dedicate enough time to it. You know, make sure you at least get into a little routine. Uh, yeah. I hope it's a ton. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I also tried to trim down the amount of things I'm writing down too, because I'm a big pen, like a pencil and paper guy. Yep. You know, I'm a big, like, um, I retain it so much better. And I write it down. And then sure. I'm also like, but I can keep everything on a nice Google sheet. There's no 1000 no posters laying around. But um, you know, like I have to merge both of them sometimes. I'm like, oh man. But uh, that's just a little peek into my crazy brain. But um, yeah. So um, again, we're here discussing uh main event fab results, and uh, just a quick reminder for all the listeners. Uh, the main event is a uh, 15 team roto league um, with no trading, um, and you get thousand dollars to fab. uh for the whole year, so um you know this is uh again Todd I I I feel like I'm getting a lot better too with um and doing this definitely helps it it, doing this whole podcast helped me really take a deeper look into my Fab result for my league and uh, getting into a routine of again just as soon as I look at the guys I got and where everyone went, I'm looking for who was dropped and maybe highlighting anyone that piques my brain Um, and almost kind of um, being able to look at the results and say, Oh, I I kind of expected that, you know, like this things are going to be a little haywire, of course, from week to week without a doubt, but the closer, you know, the more I see numbers I anticipate come up as what happened, Um, you know, not exactly, but in the range, I feel a little, you know, like, okay, I used to have a good, a better understanding, yeah. of, you know, um, and I think it's pretty important. And it's making me aware. I think that's what the whole um, last minute of uh, babbling about was just making me totally aware of um, player trends.
0: Yep. Yep. Definitely true. Definitely
1: true. So um, in your amazingly <laughs> titled article this week on spstreamer.com um, again if everyone's not part of the spstreamer family head over there and check it out the articles are free if you want to get involved with the discord 15 dollars for the whole year and be able to um, talk to me mike todd and the rest of the writers there so the title of your main event article this week todd was according to InSync, it's gonna be may wow so i gotta say when <laughs> i first saw it i was like man he, he he's coming with some interesting title <laughs> here. So, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, pure, it's pure genius, really. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to, uh, say the calendar is close to flipping to may. And I thought that was a funny way to, to bring it up. And, uh, I am tracking, you know, the days of baseball, uh, at, at each point, And we're at 13% right now, um, of the season has been played by last Sunday. And, uh, I also am am tracking, if you notice that chart, uh, Rob, you know, of how much fab has been spent through the whole main event, which I think gives people an idea of, uh, how, how fast people are spending their budget. And, you know, I do, I do think you should spend more than the percentage of the season. For example, I think you can spend more than 13% of your fab budget easily, uh, because, fab dollars spent early is more valuable than fab dollars spent late. Um, but it is, it is pretty strong that people are have now spent an average of $318 of their thousand dollar budget, uh, after just, you know, uh, last Sunday, which is 13% of the season. Um, I, you know, I, I think it will slow down. It has to mathematically, but, um, I do think people are still inclined if they see a guy they really like, they'll spend the 180, 200 bucks. They think it's going to take to get them. And uh, you know, they're not as worried about what they're bidding in j- middle of July.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's You know, definitely important. Like you said, if you think a guy can be a game changer to your team um, and maybe even if a- it sometimes doesn't even have to be game-changing on the overall level of fantasy, but just what he can bring to your team and move the needle in your standings, you know? So, um, absolutely. That's, that's totally true. Um, yeah. Uh, like you mentioned 300, the average team has spent 317 bucks, um, five of the fab periods of the 22, um,
0: of the 27, 22, uh, left.
1: 27, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. So 22 left. Um, so pretty interesting, still over 80% of fab periods remaining. That's a great point. Um, so yeah, um, let's take a look at the average amount spent per team, right? So right. um that the second week of the season were almost as high as $87 per team, and then the week after that was 86. Um, and then we're down 67 last week and then 67 again this week. So right. um, pretty, pretty interesting how.
0: Yeah, it's pretty just, solid just, spending.
1: Just looking at that num like those numbers, <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" Like it's back to back weeks um, in a month span where it's two weeks same, two weeks pretty much the same. Right, you know, right, it's right. um, it's it, yeah, definitely interesting.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that this week, this past week, um, with the there wasn't any big big free agents. I didn't feel, and I thought that it would drop lower than the sixty seven that ended up happening. Um, right. But uh, you know the, the the dollar amount left in everybody's budget does have a role, and I think if the same free agents were there eight weeks from now, it would be thirty dollars or something. But now people feel like they can spend, and they do spend up to average of sixty seven per team.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's so interesting because I feel like it was kind of um, a week where. Uh, you know, I really didn't see those big game changing options, even in previous week where I didn't think it was evident. Um, still, I expected the bids to go up, um, you know, to a high amount, but then, um, you know, uh, well, let's talk about it. So, yep. number one this week added was Alex Wood in 43 leagues. Yep. Um, highest winning bid was 201, lowest winning bid was 35. Um average his average winning bid was 102 and the average backup was 63. So pretty popular mm-hmm. um bid right here. What have you also so far from um Alex? I Wood? mean,
0: this is the same comment I feel like for most of these guys, uh Rob. I feel like Alex Wood definitely should be at it. He was pitch been pitching very well. He pitches in a good home park and he had a great uh upcoming schedule. But um, you know, two oh one seems like a you're bidding for a pitcher that's really going to be a stalwart of your roster for the whole year. And I'm not sure I'm quite there with Alex Wood. Um, he tends to get hurt and um, you know, I'm not he, San Francisco is not going to give him a huge number of wins mm-hmm. and he does have to pitch in Coors field. He has to pitch at, against the Dodgers and the Padres. And so I don't know. I mean, I think he could he could go on a run. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened, but I'd be shocked if he was worth two hundred and one dollars. That I, that would be surprising.
1: Yeah, fifty nine innings since the beginning of twenty nineteen. You know that's a long yeah. time has spent, and yeah, two hundred dollars to me, like you know, that's almost like you're you're worth like the fifth or sixth pitcher you took in your draft.
0: Um, right, close to it, anyway close to it, right?
1: I mean, um, so I yeah, I don't know. Um he's been liked out, you know, um with some solid uh solid metrics to support it. But um, you know, yeah, this a lot of money for Alex wood I I hope it keeps it up. It's um it's it's good to see when he's on. And it's definitely it's definitely interesting, you know, to see um the Giants, you know, just having so much success with pitchers that have come over from other teams so yeah yeah clearly something to look forward to I think if you are playing in you know dynasty leagues or just paying attention to the Giants you know rookie pitchers once it starts you know uh this this is clearly a different organization the way they're developing yes. the pitches so yes. um something to target um you know going forward um mr Nico Horner second and the amount added 38 times. For highest winning bid of 169, and someone got him for as cheap as seven, which is Mm. pretty fascinating to me. Um, uh, Average winning bid of 52, average back up 20. Um, Big, big, you know, big kind of uh, prodigy, prospect pedigree here. Um, A lot of people were surprised they got sent back down, came out hitting strong. What are your feelings here? Did you have any bids in for Mr. Horner?
0: I would put some in, but they were too low to get them. Um, mm. And I do think he's a good addition, especially for people that need middle infield help. Um, and, uh, you, you know, I do, I do think he's going to play every day because the Cubs are having trouble hitting, period. Uh, so the guys that got him for $52 of the average bid, I think are just fine. I think he'll provide value. And uh, he's a good, uh, good roster uh, addition for them.
1: Right, yeah, I think I think he's. Um, I don't think he's gonna do anything wrong, you know, no. or anything bad for your team. The only thing, um, you know, on that, like you said, on those on those average bids, it's fine. I think on the higher end side of the bids, if you know, you really have to wonder how you are going to look at the playing time going forward, right? You know, you're assuming yeah. that Jock comes back and he's gonna stay in the lineup all the time. You know, they. Coach loves Bodie, you know, so he's going to play sure. a lot. Um, and I think, uh, was it Brian who took a rest today, right? right? Yep. To, to, so they'll get him in that way every now and then. But Brian's also hitting really well. It's not like he's struggling like he was recently. So yeah. it would be interesting. I think the playing time is almost more of a concern for me over the skills, you know, so.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah right then, now yeah. they
0: don't have a problem getting them in there, though. Uh, I think it's fine. And there were four bids over a hundred bucks for Nico, um, which seems a little high for that, but um, I could be proven wrong, I suppose. Um, Hmm. I I do think uh, he's, he's going to hit for a decent average, which is very valuable.
1: Right. Um, Let's see. Mr. Josh Stamont of the Kansas City Royals, again, hitting us in the face with the good old fashioned, crazy close of bids um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know uh i get it that he was you know groomed and you know to be the guy and you know but i don't know they've it still comes down to the fact to me that they've stated multiple times that they will use whoever it takes you know like right and right. And, and i just don't know why there's you know i get it we're all you know save starved and even getting one from anyone or getting a couple is is huge but sure. um it's just really tough especially when the team has shown no desire to you know to yeah. go with anything consistent or you know i don't know it's uh it's tough yeah, tough I th- for me I think,
0: uh Matheny likes to switch it around i could be wrong but stalmont has had some command problems in the past maybe he's fixed them um but I would be I would be surprised if Stalmont got ninety percent of the saves and for the Royals the rest of the year. Um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. you know, they got Holland. They seem to like Wade Davis for some reason. They got Barlow, um, you know, and I just feel like they're they could bring Stalmont in the seventh inning uh, later this week, and I would be very unsurprised.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and you know what the the, the command worries me. You know, like fourteen point three walk percentage, but you know it it it's backed up by the ball percentage too. His ball percentage is over forty percent. It's one of right,
0: uh, right, the worst right.
1: in the league, especially for relief pitchers. So. You know, for a team that's in first place, you know, playing very well, they're not going to be so willing if Josh Darmont is completely wild, right? Yes,
0: exactly.
1: And and I think that the other thing, too, is, um, you know, something that we always consider during drafting season, and that's the – the arbitration and, you know, the contract status of these guys, you know, you have mm-hmm. a lot of veterans there that have paid contracts and I don't, you know, why pay, why drive up Stallman's price, you know, uh, by letting them get a boatload of saves. So yep. Yep, yep. yeah. But the walk, the walk thing is really troublesome to me, especially it's a, it's, when I think
0: right, right. he, he got, uh, and I'm combining the second chart with the first chart. He got five bids over a hundred, and one bid over two hundred, which was two hundred and thirty-three. So those are the bids I would quarrel with. Um, the guys that got them for 40, 50, 60, fifty, sixty—I think that's a reasonable effort, and you might yeah. you might get saves for a good long stretch. And but I think uh, I think one fifty to two hundred is maybe uh, trying a little too hard. But again, you got to make your choices, right, Rob? I mean, right. you know, uh, some people are going to say maybe come out right and you and I bid too low that that could be the other thing.
1: No, absolutely. I, and I think, you nailed that we, you know, the average um, winning bid was 80 bucks and I feel like that's okay. You know, if you, if, if you need to get some saves, uh, absolutely, you know, and you know, it's just um, even. Yeah, definitely. is a good range where I would be okay in landing it if I'm really uh, safe start, but it's also, you know, you're also running into that thing where um where you have to start him, you know, in order to get the saves, obviously. And it's just it seems, you know, it's just so hard when it's a revolving door, you know. Um right. but right. if they run with him and 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 he's the guy and he corrects the walk percentage, that's a home run pick. Yep. Um for sure. Um all right, let's move on to Mr. Jonathan Daza um Colorado Rockies added in 30 leagues for the highest winning bid of 92 the lowest two bucks his average winning bid was 30 and um yeah so this is a funny story because I won him in two of my main events both at 28 and Uh um right on that average bid you know which I'm cool with you know Todd but then the backups were one and four
0: and I'm just like, man,
1: <laughs> I just wanted a little more competition. No, but, uh, <laughs> but well, I was did, happy. You
0: didn't overpay. You didn't pay a big number for him.
1: You're right. Uh, Once I ran the average, um, I, I, I kind of realized that. Okay. I, at least I was in the territory and I wasn't yeah, so,
0: sure, 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 um,
1: sure but I liked what I, you know, it's just solid playing time right now. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. He's playing, he's playing every day and he's, he's Colorado. Playing. And uh, if you still have him on your roster in uh, June, I think, you know, the Rockies are going to start hitting a lot more, and uh, so I, I, I like I like the ad, especially at twenty eight, and uh, hopefully you can move him in and out when he's got his home starts.
1: Right, absolutely, absolutely. That's the goal. Um, Let's talk about Pavin Smith on the on the Diamondbacks. adding yes. the twenty nine leagues, um, the highest winning bid of one thirty five average win. Is 51 bucks and the average backup was 30. So a competitive bit here for Peyton Smith, multi-eligibility, kind of concerned about the playing time with Christian Walker and Katal Marte right, right. when they come back. But they, I think they're going to find some, some room for him, you know?
0: Yeah, he's hitting and a lot of the Diamondbacks aren't. So um, right. I think he's valuable. I think he does have a good hit tool. And uh, I think maybe he will bat lead off when all those guys are back, but he should be in the lineup. And uh, so I think it's worth an add, definitely. And you know, in the fifteen teamers, uh, Rob, you and I have discussed before, there aren't that many uh, outfielders, you know, to really that really getting playing time. So some some guys may need uh, a Pavin Smith on their bench and even in the lineup regularly.
1: Right. Absolutely. Totally makes sense. Uh, yeah, it definitely looks like he's got a solid tool. Um, like what I see for him so far. Yeah. percent um, Next guy we want to talk about is Spencer Turnbull. He was picked up in 24 leagues um, for highest winning bid of 121. Right. Um, right. Average of 54, backup of 30. Um, last week, he was added in 12 leagues for um, an average, uh, I do know, highest winning bid is 28, and his lowest was three. So kudos to the guys um, who, were the, who were a week ahead of this. Um, um um this is another guy like my Caesar Valdez that just have two picks that have really like um I'm kind of mad um about the Valdez drop before the first, you know, uh in uh-huh. that first weekend that I talked about last week. And then Turnbull was another drop once he had the COVID. I was just like, you know, it's four weeks, three, four weeks, I'm not gonna use him. Um, but I didn't get back in. Um yeah, I I don't know. Got bid I guess I should have won a little higher for him but uh what's your thoughts on mr. Turnbull
0: Spencer yeah. you know he's got two starts this week he's uh, I think he's a good pitcher I think he's got potential he still pitches for the Tigers so you got that working against you to some extent it's a good park but it's it's not a great situation for wins um, I I think he's better than a league average pitcher I don't think he's you know a start sp4 or three or something but um but yeah i think he's a good ad for um the two start and maybe hang on to him a little further so yeah i, I like the ad and except for the uh let's see the 121 that was the only bid over 100 bucks
1: sorry i'm watching the met game Todd tonight yeah jD davis just got up and ripped a single man on second and held him he would have been toast. At the plate, but as I was telling you before we got on, I did a, a ten dollar fanball lineup. Um
0: you on, needed the RBI, you needed the RBI.
1: Oh, the RBI would have been huge. Um, <laughs> yeah, for all the listeners, uh Fanball, um, which is uh one of the NFPC sister sites that they do, the DFS. Um, it's right on the on the on the NFPC site. There's a little link for fanball and they run a contest every Tuesday for ten bucks. Um, a fifty-player, a fifty-player tournament, and if you win first place, you get a um, a ticket to the RotoWire online championship next year, which costs three fifty. So pretty cool. And uh, on Wednesdays they run it for the main event. It's fifty bucks again, a fifty-man player pool, and if you beat everyone and come in first, you get a ticket to the main event, Todd. <laughs> pretty good deal, no? So I, I had like JD like Davis it. tonight. I I wanted to jump on Garrett Richards and I got McCann and uh JD Davis um and yeah, I could have had a ribby, but he hit it too fast. That's so that's the problem. <laughs> too much too much exit velocity. All right, let's talk about a guy that you picked up in our league together. Yes. Mr. Sam Haggerty.
0: Mr. Sam Haggerty. I like him. uh, I'm I'm in need of a little speed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sam Haggerty is a a plus runner. Um, He's playing more. He's not a regular player for Seattle, Um, but he does have a little bit of pop. He's not like a, just a pure singles hitter and uh, he plays good defense. I'm hoping that he can work in a little more frequently. He's also a switch hitter. Right. Um, So uh, he, you know, that could, that could encourage him. Taylor Trammell is not really hitting all that well. So I'm hoping that they move a little bit towards Haggerty. Um, but uh, the main thing is, I think he could steal bases. You know, I think if they give him the playing time, he's even gone in late as a pinch runner a few times and uh, been asked to try to steal. So hmm. I do like him. Uh, if he gets, you know, relegated to the bench, then it's not going to work out of course, but um. There's a couple of leagues where I really need a just a little pop at the steals position, so uh, that's what I was hoping for.
1: Got a little twenty-one nineteen. You want them on? That's yeah. Dope. It's always good to get those. Those. uh <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the man.
0: Vlad the Vlad Sedler. Yeah. Game.
1: Yep. The whisperer. <laughs> oh man. Um Let's talk about another. uh I feel like we talk about certain players every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, why don't you let's let's drop down to Ryan Weathers. Uh just yeah, talk about Ryan Weathers. He's interesting, you know. Uh I was able to get him a, a week earlier in a couple leagues. Um uh, but uh, this this past week with another good outing and uh the fact that Lamette uh looked like he's injured that that um that, that opened the door for him and then th- there were 11 bids over a 100 bucks, 3 over 200. I think people are hoping he is a guy that can stick all year or close to it. And this is the kind of guy, to me, more than Alex Wood is worth spending bigger on. I'm not sure I endorse 256, which is the high bid, but um, again, I think he's at least the type of guy that that I can get behind in terms of a larger allocation of the budget.
1: Right, right. Let's see how many leagues he was only available in 13 weeks, right? So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Ryan Weathers. We I, I have him in my Dynasty League. i uh, been watching him for quite some time right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got an opportunity here to, you know, to secure like a, a pretty solid little role here with the Padres. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, um, I don't know exactly what they have planned for him in terms of, in terms of load the rest of the year pitch low. right but,
0: right um, they probably aren't going to throw them for more than 180 but there's a lot of pitchers that aren't going to throw more for one, more than 180 right you know so
1: absolutely so Todd in your article you mentioned the uh, the Century Club again uh, yes. their successful bids over 100 bucks um, right so there were 83 of them this week um, last week there was 81 and as you mentioned the, the previous weeks for that there were 130 139 right. and 135. Yeah. Um, and then the 12 free agents that attracted 16 bids over 200 right. um, and your, uh, your wow bit of the week who went to. Who, who, who was your. Uh, wow was bi- C-
0: Carlos Carrasco uh, yeah. was available in one league. I guess he was dropped cause he was injured. And that's, I think that's where the wow bit of the week is usually going to fall is where there's a drop of a guy that's usually not available. Right, um, But anyway, the 434 is still an eye-popping bid, um, and and it didn't win by that much. Some, uh, second place was 414. Wow. Uh, so uh, it was very competitive. Um, you know, uh, Carrasco, you know him probably better than I do, but he still has some injury problems even once he gets back from this latest bout. Um, but, you know, he certainly is an experienced pitcher. He's Pitching in a good park for a good team, I think uh, you could see your way clear to having him uh, as your number three or four starter for the rest of the season. So, uh, I, I support a big bid for him. Um, again, four thirty four is a lot, but maybe if you really need the starting pitcher, uh, it's certainly worth it.
1: What about the Colton Wong for three forty five?
0: That's another that? one. You know, he's he's hitting well now and he's uh, he's getting steals, which is something that some teams may not have. But, uh, you know, again, it's I find it tough to bid over 300 on anybody uh, because I feel like it's almost like you're getting a fourth round or better player, which is a top 60 player. And in Colton Wong was not ever getting drafted as a top 60 player. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, team contact context is everything. So I, I feel like um, I feel like everybody probably had to make the best decision they could. Uh, that's a lot of money, though. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it, it really it really is the four thirty four and the three. It's just I saw <laughs> those three like, wow, you know, and like you said, you no, know, it's it, it, it's usually um, the, the those 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 outlier bids are usually when a guy's available and you know just one percent of the league and it's just like the whole league is like hey how come this guy's available and (laughs) you know um just a crazy yeah crazy bid for him um yeah so a bunch of guys up there in the 200s um Patrick Corbin almost got there after being dropped um Yeah. yeah very interesting um who's the one guy I wanted to oh David Garcia, you know, it's yes, it's interesting, yes. you know, it's just kind of you don't know when it's going to come back up, you know, that's the thing. And uh yeah.
0: Yeah. I it like him like, at the pitcher.
1: I really like his skills. I was even thinking about taking him um, you know, uh because we had a really early draft. So I was just even thinking about taking him in hopes that he was going to get a spot in the Yankee rotation,
0: but Right, um, right, right. Yeah, I drafted have- him too at, towards the end of some leagues. But, uh, you know, he, he his outing uh, yesterday was four innings, two runs. I, I just don't know that the Yankees really want to build around him. Um, he seems to have trouble throwing strikes consistently. And uh, he may fit better for them as kind of a guy, a relief role. That's my two cents. But if they get really stripped down in terms of starters, you know, some of their starters are not extremely healthy types like Kluber and Tyon, maybe he'd be brought back as a starter. But um, I do think, again, there was a $217 bid. And that person was obviously hoping that he was going to be in the Yankee rotation for most of the season.
1: Right. Absolutely. I I, I totally agree uh, at that price. They yeah, definitely are hoping for that. Two more ads I want to mention real mm-hmm. quick. Um mm-hmm. And one actually has to do with uh, maybe a possible common strategy and theme that we'll see from not only fantasy baseball managers, but real managers in general, and that's Garrett Whitlock, following that Michael Kopeck um, Freddie Peralta, what he did last year, type of role, like really giving you two innings twice a week with right. some healthy Ks and um, good ratios. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Whitlock has looked great. Um he was picked up uh, increasingly in the last couple of weeks, but uh, I just wonder if, if, if you think that um, it will be either more of a viable attack in fantasy, you know, because you're really losing out uh, on the chances that um, the probabilities at least of, 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 gaining length and wins and saves, even from a lead pitcher. But, you know, uh, if, if, instead of taking uh, on maybe a six or seven starting pitcher with a bad matchup, just putting, yeah. just plugging a great um, relief pitcher at hand. And do you think that, cause I was looking at it like a, at an interesting um, scope of, of just how like major league teams might approach this, you know, again, again, I mentioned the arbitration earlier about the relievers and, you know, these teams are very cost, um, you know, cost conscious and, I, I don't know if they're going to find like a way to um, keep in the value of these, you know, solid arms by not having them start and not having them close and just be like, well, what are, you know, like they won't be able to yeah. bring much to the table, I guess, yeah. at the arbitration table. But what do you think about this trend? Is this something that's going to work in fantasy with, you know, I know a lot of people did like, like a Franken, um, a Franken Ace, you know, back <laughs> in the day, you know, with adding Seth Lugo and a bunch of those type arms, like sure, you see now, sure. is that a strategy that you've ever tried or thought about?
0: No, I haven't ever done that, but I do think that along the lines of what you're saying, Rob, that if you can get high leverage guys that are really pitching well in any bullpen, especially for the winning teams, those guys, especially with the, today's rules, are going to get wins and maybe saves. So for example, with the, with the rule that there's a runner on seconds in all the extra innings starting with the 10th, there's more likely that the uh, game is going to end in the 9th, 10th, 11th inning than before. So I feel like the, um, the managers are more willing to use their best two or three relievers right there and not hold anyone back, which means that they're going to be in line for more of the decisions. So, yes, that's a long-winded way of saying that, yeah, you can maybe play that game. You might lose a little bit on strikeouts, but you will gain, I think, uh, on the wins and maybe the saves, even if they're not the primary closer, because the primary closer is already pitched in the ninth, and now your guy is in there in the 10th. So, I do think it's a viable strategy. You got to get the right guys and the right bullpen, but... Um, that's the same as any any closer around the league.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. One last guy I wanted to touch on your ad, and it's actually a guy you added. It was one of my favorite ads of the week as I scanned the weekly trends. And that was Kevin Kerrmeyer, a nice solid eight uh-huh. bucks. I really like that big Todd. Um <laughs> No, I'm serious. The playing time, you know, you know, he came back healthy picking back up and it's just that it's that speed value that he brings to, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a pretty, pretty good, pretty good scoop right there. I like that pick.
0: Yeah. Thank you. He's uh look, he, he, he plays well in short stretches and uh, he usually gets hurt, but uh, he can hit, he can, he's good on defense and uh, he can, he does steal bases. So, Again, there's the theme for me. I'm trying to get uh, healthy in that category. And uh, I do feel like he's a good addition. The outfielders are not plentiful in the 15-team league. So right. uh, you have Absolutely. to start five, five outfielders in NFBC. And, you know, Kiermar is a good guy to have. Hopefully, uh, if he stays healthy for two or three months, that'll be a plus for my roster.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Let's get into some drops. Tell me some of yeah. the drops that caught your eye this week. Yeah. I'm gonna lead off real quick with Mr. Jordan Hicks dropped in five leagues.
0: Right. Um,
1: I I've kept him in every league that I picked him in, including mm-hmm. one main and one um I think an auction, an auction league I did. Um I'm yeah, I'm holding because uh he 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 was a pretty big investment for me in, in at least the main event. Um, and I still believe that it will go to him
0: yep. um,
1: by yep. that, for, by I said the middle of May and I still think that's going to be, and, and I'm okay with that. I know he doesn't look so strong right now because even, even Reyes, both of them are walking way too many batters, but you know, the other night they, um, they had a four, a four in lead. And it was the ninth and it was non-save well, opportunity, but Hicks did come in. So uh-huh. um, Alex Reyes' velocity has been a little wonky. Um, still don't really trust his health all too well as well. So both, right. you know, uh, right. as well, risky guys. But, um, yeah, I still couldn't do it with, with Hicks because uh, I feel like he's going to come in and be a guy and be um, pretty pretty good. Um, well, well, who was the guy looking... that you – was that
0: – I was going to say, in these 15 team leagues, you have to place bets, essentially, on which number two reliever you want to hold. You know, the, the, these guys like Emilio Pagan, uh, Tyler Rogers. Um, these guys are getting dropped. They're not getting saves now, really. And uh, the, you have to place a bet, like hold one of these guys. Don't keep churning them. Hold them. And maybe things will change in two, three, four weeks. So Hicks is a fine choice. You know, if he gets hurt himself, you could drop him. If he starts getting saves, then you, you know, you have a real find. But you you can't hold every number two closer, but you can make your bets and hold one or two of them. Right. So- and
1: it's funny because I picked up um, Rogers on the Giants last week. And um, it's funny because I thought, you know, McGee might miss more games at the front half of the week. Um, and he didn't. He ended up coming right back and coming right back in, but ended up probably just getting one later on in the week on Sunday. And then right before the fab, um, I was like, well, you know, I really wanted to, um, I had some other spots I needed to address. Um, and I was like, man, this guy just got to save. but I had to put it in context real quick. And he's been, He's been in so many games, and I think that's what Greg Ewitt, um had a great article in the Athletic, and just it was about load management in the in the bullpen. and mm-hmm. Rogers had been in something like twelve of twenty two games, you know, like, and then he had a great point. He 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 said that in in twenty nineteen there was only three relievers that um, had over eighty appearances. Um, and I think no. there was about another five that were over 75. And then it's like right now, like he he had a pretty good article. Like he showed how much of the top half guys like Rogers, on pace for over 100 appearances. And, you know, it's just not going to be right be right. something that, you know, that he could keep up. Um, but, and, but it just got me thinking too, you know, um, and it just, I guess to put them into perspective too, the way like the Dodgers use Jansen, you know, um, yep. who's still, you know, as much as everyone complained about it too, he's still on par for about 35 saves. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, really. I mean, you know. So it doesn't, they win so much that he doesn't have to, win, you know, save all of them.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, you I know? mean, you're still getting value out of uh, his – Saves, even though he looks shaky at times, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard. It's you got to stay on top of the closers. Is it whatever the picture is on April twenty seventh, which is today, um, would is going to be different in, on May fourth? I can tell you that.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, Who was some of um, a drop that you? I know you noted Michael Fulmer in your article as yeah. well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Michael that... Fulmer, it seemed like a quick hook to me for guys to be dropping him because he had two shorter starts. I think people were expecting him to come in and be the old Michael Fulmer that pitched six or seven innings and, you know, got a win and stuff. But uh, I think he's still working his way back, and he might be able to go longer into games in maybe a, a month. But, uh, you know, they, so 16 team teams dropped him. And I, I recall that the, the bids were pretty aggressive. I don't know which how much these 16 teams paid, but um, I do feel like that was a little uh, bit too fast. And the other one was Zach McKinnistry, who, yes, he's injured, but I'm not convinced that he won't get a role when he's back and healthy. So, look, it's, uh, again, you can't hold everybody. You can't hold every injured player, but um, – I think uh, you got to try to make a decision based on the talent. And I think both Fulmer and McKinstry have talent.
1: It, it's funny, but McKinstry. Yeah, so Fulmer um, on on April 18th, he was uh, one in 32 leagues um, for yeah, as high as 106. And McKinstry is funny, but he was picked up in 11 leagues last week and dropped in 11 league this week. And I know you said <laughs> that it would be impossible to tell who dropped him, but right. <laughs> I think we might have a clear picture, which is pretty fascinating. It um, could be, it could be, it could be very wild. Um, you but know. again, yeah, too. I think that if you spent uh, uh, it was a couple of bids, you know, over 200, so I would think that you'll hold on to him for a little sure, longer. Sure. Um, another uh, a couple of drops that came to mind to me was actually, um, one was two smiley, we dropped in three weeks. Um, uh-huh it's like underneath the hood. It doesn't look that bad. And right. I don't know if that's just more of teams worrying about his injury than his performance as well. And um Pumano got off to a great start, a um, Jonathan India, um, still second base, third base, um, you know, cooled off considerably, but still in a good lineup.
0: And yep. Uh, yep. I guess,
1: again, this comes down to like what we always talk about is uh, team context and, you sure. know, what you need. Sure. And another one, because I just have a crazy obsession with Robbie Grossman, but he was dropped in three (laughs) weeks. That's a mistake, people. (laughs) I have a question for you. Yeah. When is... uh, So, Wanda Franco is available in two out of the 40... um, Two leagues. I think he's available in two leagues.
0: Two Um, leagues, okay.
1: Do you... if, If he's in a league... If he's available in your league, A, do you give him a thought? And B... Um, when, when would be the time?
0: Okay, so uh, I give him a thought because he's so talented. It wouldn't be bad to have him on the bench for a small bit amount, but I think he's likely to go for more than that. And I don't think the Rays are all that anxious to uh, install him as the shortstop, really. Right, uh, absolutely. I, I, I think he might be up in, like, let's say, July, August or something, but that's a long time to hold a guy. I mean, I, you know, you, the roster spots in NFBC are only there's only seven bench spots. So anyway, to answer your question more clearly. I would I would give him a look. I might, if I had the right sort of team, I might put him on the bench for if I could get him for a low amount. But I wouldn't bid, you know, ninety dollars of my fab and then be really excited about it because I just worry that. He's not going to really be in the major leagues.
1: All right, so let's 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 take a um, let's take a, a, a pre-podcast there uh, a guest next week. Yeah, if he gets scooped up, what do you think he's getting scooped up for? Over one he, hundred.
0: So he's in two main event leagues out of
1: forty-three Pretty leagues. Sure, hold on. Let me do the math real quick. He said it's ninety-five uh, percent available. Ninety-five
0: um, percent owned. You mean?
1: I mean, owned, yeah. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, it comes out to 41 leagues. So he's available in two.
0: Okay. So he's available in two leagues. Uh, I would say he's going to be one for somewhere around – 70 or 80 dollars
1: i like it all right if anyone's listening that's what you're gonna to have to bid if you're available if he's available in that league that we're talking about
0: all right if you want him but <laughs> but i'm i'm suggesting that you try to steal him for cheap and then right. not, not be too disappointed if you don't get him that'd be that's my- a great point that might be my advice, even though uh, you may want to win them. But
1: I would, I would want to do that for that. But like, if exactly what you said, if 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 he was available in our league, I would play the same mindset. Like, yeah, maybe trying to sneak him for seven bucks, eleven bucks, and like yeah. you said, if you have that in the back of your brain, like it's not going to happen. But if it does, I'd be yeah, happy.
0: That's yeah. great. That's great. But if you if you win him for a hundred and ten, I don't think necessarily. A, Hey, look, you and I could be wrong, but based on everything I know, I don't think the Rays are the type of team to want to bring them up.
1: Right. Um, some other guys I just wanted to mention real quick, Taylor Widener, which is kind of surprising because um, mm-hmm. he's pitching well, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a, that's a strange drop to me. And I just didn't feel like in general, um, I know, uh, I know there's a whole rush to, you know, maximize games played and with rightfully so, you know, yeah. obviously those they lead to you know um, counting stats that help you but I found it more and more where I feel a little more at peace with myself and in, in making sure I don't dump w- what I deem to be possible rest of season arms yeah. you yeah. know because I'm worried about what it's going to look like later on in the season and uh, so it's a fine line. It's a fine line I'm playing with myself every week. It's just like, um, you know, just trying to make sure I hold up to enough healthy, reliable pitchers that um, I won't have some sinking sure. options later on in the year. And I think, you know, I'm just passing up on a couple of the one-game upgrades, you know, um, yeah. here yeah. and there. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's why I was a little surprised that a guy like Taylor Widener, Casey Mize, um, and Evan White, which is so funny because dropped in uh, nine leagues, and he's got actually a good a great week to start him. He's playing all seven games and pretty yeah. decent matchup so um, yeah. you know again i'll come down he's just not content. hitting
0: he's not hitting I, I think he will come around, but again it's people are, are are looking at last week's stats and and the season stats to date and it's you know he's hitting one under two hundred I don't know exactly what.
1: All right. Where are they now, Todd? Four players from yes. four weeks ago, Julian Merriweather, Chris Davinsky, Cesar <laughs> Valdez, and Yermin Mercedes. Um, yes. So so, I,
0: I wanted to look at the, 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 the four top guys from four weeks ago. Give them a little time. Were these good ads or not? And of course, everybody by now knows the story of Julian Merriweather. He's hurt. We don't know when he's going to be back. He looked great. Uh, that was uh, the number one bid four weeks ago. Krivtsovinsky, where is he now? We don't know where he is now because he's—he's. He's, we literally he's, don't know. He left the team. I don't know. He might have just quit baseball and not told anybody. I.
1: I hope he didn't get death threats from someone who started him and like you know, <laughs> in fantasy. A,
0: he got a, he got one save and then he gave up another earned run and that was it. I don't know. I, 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 I. I mean, I hope it, there's nothing serious going on. He he left for personal reasons. They right. said. So anyway, yeah. those two we're gonna chalk up as bad additions for whatever reason. And then we have your 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 favorite guy, Cesar Valdez, who's oh, had God. four saves uh, in the four weeks. It's haunting my uh, life. And then we have um Yermin Mercedes, uh, batting 424. So I, I I thought about it, but I think I'll put him in the good column. If you're hitting over 400 with four homers, um, that that is one of the more amazing uh, stat lines of 2021 to me but um hey maybe he's the real deal he's he's hitting like a ton of bricks and uh so anyway we gave it two up and two down for those top four of four weeks ago and we'll we'll try to go through these every week and see if the top four are good or bad or uh, what i just i don't have any expectations
1: right absolutely um all right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the standings for the league and for the overall. And I just before we get into that, I wanted to briefly read out a tweet from um, Phil Dousseau, the robot, yes. um, always constantly putting out some good main event and NFBC numbers. So he asks, what do the NFBC main event overall standings mean after week four? So... Of the top 50 overall teams at the end of the season in 2019, 24 were in the top 100 after week four. So pretty. it's a pretty interesting stat, you know, mm-hmm. saying like even though it's still a long season and, you you know, you can definitely climb your way up to the top, it, 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 it's very good to start off well. Yes. Put definitely. it that way. I agree. I yeah. Agree. Um, so – and then he had some other stats. Um, you can check him out on Phil Dousteau27 on Twitter. He's, uh, yeah, he had some other um, stats there uh, teams that finished in the top 30 for the first four weeks and where they ended up finishing. So, again, um, really important, I guess. And, you know, in this first month, like I said, it's not the end all be all, but it certainly helps to get off to a phenomenal start. And uh, I've read that tweet and I looked at my standings and I pretty much just uh, wanted to go, you know, crawl into a hole. No, you uh, got
0: plenty of time. You got plenty of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> crushing my dreams,
0: no, Phil. No, no.
1: Um, but yeah, so talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. so this?
0: it's great to get off to a good start. As you said, I do list the top 20 in the overall main event. Uh, Chris Urim is your leader mm-hmm. after uh, April 25. Uh, we have Samuel Horton. John Statmuller, John Posma, and Kyle Brinkman in the top five. And uh, I also show the uh, people that are leading each individual league. Um, Down below that, I won't obviously go through them. And then I did list at the bottom uh, the people that have at least one first place in a main event league and something else in the top three. Nice. So uh, Brian Slack... Uh, I like to give Brian a hard time, but I'm having trouble doing that because he's leading three main event leagues right now. Uh, we have Tyler Young, who uh, has two firsts and a second. And we have um, two first place for Abdul Madani, Matthew Shepard, and Philip Dissot. Um, and then there's a few other guys, uh, Matthew Davis. Who, yeah,
1: Maddie Wood. At Maddie yeah, he's Wood, he's
0: doing. He's doing great. Yeah, uh phenomenal. Again, I I I like to give Maddie a hard time too, but he's got a first and two seconds right now, so uh, he's kind of uh, unshakable. We can't really go after him at this point. Um,
1: Maddie's one of my favorite people in the industry. Yeah,
0: he's 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 very smart as well. So yeah, he's um, a good boy. Anyway, so And Doug everybody. Gruber,
1: too. Doug Gruber's got a first, second, and a third.
0: Yeah, one, one two, three. He's got one of each. Man, so, I've had all uh, these
1: people on the show. Phil, Matthew Davis, Doug Gruber. Uh, Slack yeah. didn't want to come on and give anyone his secret, so it was smart yeah. by him. he I know, he I know. He, 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 for, he respectfully declined preseason. He says, uh, I really want to not give anyone any insight and crush anyone, and he is doing that.
0: <laughs> he really crushing is. All- <laughs> This question of all of us. Anyway, yeah. these 14 players that I listed at the bottom have 21st place, five second place, and seven third place, which is 32 out of the 129 money positions in the main event. So um, obviously, it's only after uh, four or five weeks. But um, again, uh, we know that much better situation if you start hot than if you're uh l- languishing in 13th 14th 15th place um, right so uh, so it's right there for you and I do want to um, I do want to give you Rob some info on the the stats uh, the 80% stats that I've been working on this week okay uh, so I what I have is I compared the 2019 stats for the full year the 80% level for main event can we choose 80% because If you're at 80%, you're going to get about uh, 11 points per category or 110. And that is pretty much right there to win your individual league. Right, so, because um, like
1: you showed in your article, sorry to interrupt you, Todd, but you showed yeah, your average first-place score and average second-place score and average first right now is 116, average second is 108. So like you said, you get into that 110. Right. And you're in you're prime, Right there, r-
0: first or probably at least second in a league. Right, So, right. so that's that that's how the
1: at, 80th percentile works. Exactly.
0: Right. So I looked at the, the 2019 levels of 80%, and then I went in and I, I figured out The uh, for the short five weeks that we've had, um, what the 80% level is for 2021 so far. Okay. And um, the interesting thing, I won't go through all the numbers, but the interesting thing is the rate stats. So, batting average, um, batting average for the full year 2019 was 269. And batting average for the first few weeks of 2021 is 255.4. Wow. So that's almost fourteen points lower, and and then I looked up on Baseball Prospectus what the overall Major League batting average is for all uh, players, and it's two thirty two. I mean, Jesus it's unbelievably low. Uh, I I mean, we always say, well, players start cold, and and it's it, when the weather warms up they they hit better. Uh, I don't know how, how true that is, but but certainly. That's a long way off of 269. Um, right, absolutely. And the, and the main event obviously is rostering the players that are better. We're not rostering the really bottom of the barrel guys. So um, it still was amazing to me that even just to get to 80%, you just need 255. Um, anyway, and then uh, as you would expect, the ERA that you need is is much you have to you have to get much better number to get in the 80% for the era now it used to be well for the full season 2019
1: 3.85 is 80% wow the
0: main event now this year so far it's 312 so obviously you have to have a much better era right now to be 80% and then the whip uh, for the full year 2019 1.20 and for the partial season so far, 1.075. Okay. So, so you can see now, could, could those numbers float higher? Sure. I have a hard time feeling like they're going to go all the way back to 2019 levels. So it seems like we're going to have to get used to a lower team batting average than we were maybe expecting. The whip, um,
1: the whip really,
0: you said 1.075 right now? is 80% for this year so far. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause even, even last year, I mean, I know it was short, but last year was, you know, uh, 1.183.
0: And that was 60 games. That was
1: in the 60 games. Yeah. Yeah. That was
0: 60 games. And what are the teams have played approximately 25 or 30 now games. So, so yeah, I mean,
1: and what was the, sorry, what was the, and you said the average was 255, right?
0: 255 as opposed to 269 for the main event, 80% full year. Wow. Yeah. So I found that interesting. A lot of the numbers, the counting stats are not that far off. So their runs are still kind of being scored. They're a little lower. Um, they're still about the same number of wins and saves and stuff, but, but again, the rate stats are really way off from where they were before. Maybe, maybe in the so last uh, year, year,
1: last year batting average was two fifty seven in four. in the for the short sample. So maybe it was pretending for what we could have expected this year. Maybe, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, so because maybe, it, I mean, it was such a you know, I looked at these numbers a lot and tried to. Um, you know, they have some great information in the process, but Tanner, Bell, and Jeff, they've been, you know, talking about the different type of weights to put into, you know, um, each category because, uh, you know, they have, uh, a lot of it is, um, leading into the SGP formula, you know, in order to rank yeah. players. And, yeah. um, so you have to be kind of on the trends and anticipate, you know, what you think it's going to be, uh, right in order for that SGP formula to be, you know, as accurate as it can be, you know. Sure. So sure. um I was looking at these totals in my head, just trying to anticipate what's the trend here, you know. Um, like I said, and they do a good job in the book of explaining the trend of the leagues and then just like trying to elaborate like go more into my head with it. Um, but the the whip is really low. And I'm wondering if um walks or hits are contributing i i would think hits we think hits are more
0: than the hits have to be low because the bad because the average is is low low. right right. uh think of it this way rob the full year the full season 2019 batting average for all major leaguers was 252 in 2019 252 and now so far it's 232 i mean that's almost like an unprecedented drop I mean, 2020, you could kind of throw that out a little bit, uh, but but it was was lower. I guess the number I can tell you was um, 245. So it did mm-hmm. indicate a drop, but I never, even if having known that, I never would have said it's going to be 232 on April 27th.
1: Right. Um,
0: so what is the
1: uh, number that you have for home runs right now?
0: So home runs, um for for eighty percent for right now you have to be at forty one, and uh, if you straight line per, uh, the twenty nineteen full year number I didn't I didn't get the number for the exact same moment in twenty nineteen but okay straight line it, it you should be at forty six two years ago so it's lower it's lower but it's not it's not way way off it's only you're only five down.
1: Yeah, that could be too from the colder temperatures and like you yeah, said that exactly. at this time of the year it might have been different. You know
0: what? You know what is interesting a little bit is that steals are up, so uh, it's nineteen steals to be at eighty percent right now, and it was only straight line. It was only sixteen uh, at this point in twenty nineteen. Hmm. Um, so, so Yeah, it's, we're rostering a little bit more steals than we used to be able to. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's because they're easier to find or people are trying harder to get them.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's very true. I wonder. That's some good stuff. I like that. That's um some, some great things to talk about and bring to the table here. Uh, kind of get a feel for where you need to be at uh, stat wise. And it's cool to see the trends of the league, you know, because yeah, um, if, If you're not evaluating with the trends, right? I mean, that's a a big part of the game for sure.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Todd, um, one last thing I think I had before I wanted to get out of here. I ran a poll on Twitter. Yep. One of my first polls ever. (laughs) And I asked everyone simply, um, hold on, I'll bring it up. I ask everyone, it's the start of the fantasy baseball season. Is your team more, A, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, B, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, or C, curvy enthusiasm? And the winner for 40% was cloudy with a chance of meatballs. How do you describe your teams right now, Todd?
0: I would say – whatever the middle one is is what i described totally
1: sunny in philadelphia in
0: philadelphia i yeah, think right. i got a few teams that are doing quite well and then i got a few really uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> lag in the field uh uh you know problems uh, so yeah some something like that i mean i have 9 teams so uh, it's hard to have one answer, but, but
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cause, and that's what I want to know. The people who are curbing their enthusiasm, it, it, are you just crushing it with 10 teams or do you have three really good teams? And that's
0: yeah, Maybe that? is, people answer that differently there. If they have <laughs> two or three good teams, then they might feel like that things are going great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Todd, again, thank you for joining me. Sure. Tell everyone where to find you on Twitter and uh, yeah. what you, where they can find your work.
0: Yeah, so at at Telstar7 on Twitter, uh, reach out to me if you would like. And then uh, I do write the weekly article at spstreetburn.com. And uh, it's a free article. But if you want to get on the Discord, it's $15 a year, as Rob mentioned. And there's a lot of great uh, people on that uh, that chat rooms, um, you know, including the writers, but also some of the people that are uh, just members are really uh, bright and have a lot of things to add so you can get a lot of good opinions on on there as well. So uh, enjoying absolutely. that and hoping, uh, hoping everybody has a good week this week and uh, maybe uh, we'll be back and, and can sum up some some really interesting free agent bids next next Monday or Tuesday.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, I think um, we're going to have an addition to the show next week. I think we're going to be blessed with the, the robot himself. Um, yeah, so totally. I'm sure if uh, if anyone's listening here, me uh, me and you, Todd, we're gonna be we're gonna be um, hit with some 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 stuff, some real good stuff. Because <laughs> Phil Phil always brings the heat. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: well, he's... I'm gonna be taking notes because uh, I wanna <laughs> I wanna learn what he's doing. Whatever he's doing is is what I wanna do.
1: <laughs> I, I it's it's really something to say because I remember like the. Um, when I did my first podcast with him, I literally like editing it and then just, I listened to it again because I was like, man. And, and the first time I heard him too on Bubba podcast, I was like, wow. it's like, like you said, I, I was literally just taking notes because um, it's just <laughs> cool. It's just, like, just, just a, uh, a, a different insight into, in, into things that, uh, it's cool. There's, like, there's, there's so much good content out there. I, I'm constantly every day like, you know, I'm kind of asking myself, what, what can I take out? Because, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I don't want to take out any of it, obviously, but sometimes it's like, there's not enough time in the day to get to everyone <laughs> that I really yeah. want to get to, you know? Sure. And I think that says more um, about the community as a whole, that it's just, you know, really good stuff out there to, to, you know, to read, you know, there's a ton of stuff that I don't, and, and read or listen to like i don't have the time to and and i'm like man like i still want to get to that you know so yeah yeah yep. so uh, again that's a big big shout out to everyone out there who's listening and who's uh you know podcasting and writing writing content and um you know it's it's awesome you know uh, everyone's really uh everyone's really getting at it it's awesome to see
0: yep yep great yeah. some great work being done
1: yeah, absolutely. All right, Todd. Cool. Yeah, thanks for joining me. And thanks, um, Bob. take it easy on me in the league. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Alrighty, folks. That will conclude this episode of the Poeheader or podcast. Thank you again for listening. Um, truly, truly appreciated. Um, hope you enjoyed the content. Um, you know, keep doing what you got to do in your life to be the best you. Right. That's it. Simple as that. Um, it's just like in fantasy baseball I feel like sometimes in in life uh, It's a similar thing Like Sometimes I'm trying to consume too much And Trying to keep my eyes To every single thing As I can absorb and, and, and I do I try to absorb so much information But sometimes it's just like too much And you just gotta simple it down And you just gotta chip it down And you gotta just make it simple Smooth sailing You know Sometimes that happens. Sometimes people, a lot of people live like that all the time. And it's great to um, Trying to get to that. That would be my goal. Um, to quiet the brain down as much as I can. But anyway, um, I'm going to stop talking. Smart up. Don't be a bag of shit. Right.